We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, great spot by Jay Gruden there as we spun you around the NFL and obviously the Commanders win. If you missed any of it, hit the Odyssey Rewind feature. But right now, out to command land in Ashburn as head coach Ron Rivera addressing the uh, media. Uh, and let's take you there now. Hey, Ron, I, I want to start off one of the things that you guys talked about in the locker room after yesterday. But I'm curious if you had a chance to talk to Charles and just how he's doing. He's doing well. You know, he's doing well, yeah. It was a very, um, was a very uh, personal family uh, situation. And, um, I, you know, he, he's he, – it's in a very unfortunate situation, but uh, he, he, he's, he's doing well. They're doing well. Sorry, I couldn't, get the, I couldn't unmute myself. Um, I'm sure a lot of people would be happy with that. Uh, also, looking at the game yesterday then and that Cinco package, I know it's very mm-hmm. scheme-specific. Mm-hmm. Why did feel it was so successful yesterday? Well, I think – I think one of the things that you know we did was it, it's really if you look at it, it's really just a three four defense, um, but what it allows us to do is bring in another bigger body, um, you know, a guy to play the uh, uh, what amounts to basically a four technique for the most part if you were playing a, a, a true three four, and um, when you got that extra big body up inside, it it, it it does impact their want and their desire to try and run the football. Um, it frees up the linebackers a little bit more to run. Obviously, it's not ideal if they start running some play action and stuff like that and drop back pass, but it still gives us a, a real stout presence uh, to help stop the run, and, and we really felt that that was something that they were going to try and do against us. You going to unmute yourself? Uh, Ron, how did, you, uh, how did you feel Danny Johnson did um, coming in I, you know, and stepping in for Emmanuel Forbes, and is that – did his performance warrant sort of not a longer look? You know who he is, mm-hmm. but, you know, continued playing time for him. Well, I think, first of all, I thought Danny stepped in and, and, and did exactly what we'd hope he would do, did the job that we needed him to do. He came out and played some good football, made some plays. Um, you know, and, and, and he's a very smart football player, which which you can tell by the, the opportunity to intercept the ball on fourth down. Instead, he knocks it down, and we get it in great field position. I mean, that that's a very heads-up play, and those are the kinds of things that – you know, Danny's very capable of. Um, as far as uh, playtime, you know, we're going to continue to practice and work our guys, and, and we're going to play the guys we believe it gives us the best opportunity to play football. Ron, yesterday's win against Atlanta, that, that was true complimentary football, all three phases, as you mentioned. I'm sure it's easier said than done, but how do you bottle that up and kind of carry that over week to week, you know, all three phases making big impacts on a win? Well, we'll continue to work uh, and practice all three phases, you know, and, and with the emphasis that, you know, they have to be, you know, explosive, dynamic. Um, they have to take opportunities and, and make the most of them. And, and I think that's the biggest thing that you saw from the complimentary football was, you know, every phase did what they were supposed to do, needed to do. And it's, you know, just something you got to continue to practice with and, and, and continue to work on and talk about. The mentality that you kind of instilled and drove home last week is, is that going to remain this week, or do you, do you plan on like switching it up? Is this going to be new, different messaging week to week, or the do your job is going to kind of be the, the main thing? Well, I, I think off of do your job will be the messaging more so than anything else, Scott. I, I think a lot of things, you know, that that when you look at each game, each game has its own personality, and you know, I try to figure out what I think the personality is for that week, and 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 as we go through it, that's what we'll try to do with the players and harp on the things that we think that need to be done and things that we need to get better at and improve on as, as we prepare to play the Giants. Uh, 
drop back as much as he had in games past, but when you went back and looked at him, what did you think of Sam? Oh, I thought Sam was very efficient. That's probably the best way to put the way he played. You know, his decision-making was, for the most part, really good. Um, there was a couple times, obviously, I'd like to see him get the ball out of his hands a little bit quicker and not take the hits or sacks that he did. Um, but I thought his, his, well, his quarterback rating was, was, was over 100, which was very good um, because his decision-making was good. He protected the football, uh, delivered some very catchable balls. There were a couple of balls I still feel he, 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 you know, we could have had completed, and we didn't, unfortunately. But I, I think, again, protecting the football and, and you know, making the decisions that he did, I thought he handled those very well. And with the defense, obviously, you, know, you guys made some changes yesterday for a lot of different reasons. If, if you're playing a, a team that isn't as run heavy, isn't as, you know, um, kind of playing the way that they play, do you feel like you still found things yesterday that, that will help the defense moving forward that you can stick with going forward? Oh, very much so. But, you know, again, I think each game is, is really based on how the defensive coaches and Jack see them. I mean, Jack and, and the coaches, you know, they're going to come together. They're going to work on things, going to talk about best way to uh, attack the opponent. And, you know, those are things that we look at each week. I mean, you know, the, the packages are based on what we feel, we believe we need to stop and we need to take away. Um, and that's how you really design it. I mean, from, from whether you're going to be in a, in a, in a four-man front or a five-man front, you know, it's going to be determined the type of running game they have and who they got running the football. I mean, you know, if, if they're, you know, a downhill inside the, the, the tackles type of team, um, you know, with, with two tight ends out there, there's a good chance we're going to bulk up. And so – you know we're gonna we're gonna do things based on on you know what the defensive coaches think is going to be best for us. Thank you. Hey, hey Ron, just to to build on that for a second, um, you guys brought pressure in key situations, and I know there's this line of thought, right? You've got all these first round picks on the defensive line; they don't need help. What does that do though when when you mix it up, show a little different look, bring somebody? You know, Michael, I, I think if, 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 if we do anything as far as mixing it up, what, what it does show is that there's always that ability, there's always that capability to, to, to bring the extra guy if you need be. You know, one of the things that we, we do, you know, intentionally is when we do do the five-man, you know, we do bring the fifth guy a lot. Uh, we do drop the fifth guy as well. So that does seem to help us when we do have to go into the bigger packages. So doing that, whether we're in the bigger packages or, or, or you know, our, our base four-man front, um, I think it adds a little bit more to the thinking process of our opponent. Hey, Ron, any um, Sorry, uh, up, any updates on Duran or Montez? Uh, both of them had some kind of uh, injuries yesterday. Uh, no. With, uh, when uh, I finish with this, we have a meeting, coaching staff meeting, and that's when I'll get my update from Al. I know a lot of the players came in today, uh, got whatever treatment they needed. I don't know specifically any of that. I've been, you know, in meetings right now with with coaches, with the coaching staff, um, as far as those teams are concerned, watching tape um, and meeting on personnel. And so I've I've been kind of stuck with that. And like I said, at four o'clock, I'll get more of an update as far as uh, what's going on with the guys, as far as uh, specific injuries. And um, with regards to Jahan, obviously you know everybody can't get all the catches every game, but obviously his production has been. Uh, off of last year, what are you kind of seeing with him right now? I think it's just a matter of time. I mean, again, as as we continue to work and 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 try and you know distribute the ball to to, to all the players, you know, it, it'll happen. It's just one of those things that you know sometimes um, guys will be targeted more. I mean, I promise you, back in the day, you know, when when Gary Clark, Art Monk, and you know Ricky Sanders were out there for for Coach Gibbs, you know, you guys were probably wondering, well, how come he only got three balls and everybody else got six or seven? I mean, it's it's going to happen. And and so when a guy's not getting the balls right now, it, it's just a matter of time. And I think that's the thing we all have to be patient with. I mean, it, you know, this is a good group of receivers, and, and I'm not saying that, you know, they're they're that group, but they're a good group. And we're going to distribute the ball, you know, based on game plans and who our opponents are. And again, it starts with the quarterback's decision making too. Ron, we don't usually ask you uh, much about this guy, but. Casey Tuhill has three sacks. I mean, what, what does he bring to the line? Um, and, and what have you seen out of him this year? Well, probably the one thing that, you know, if you go back and look at uh, the plays that Casey has made, first and foremost, um, you know, they're, they're, they're all based off of, you know, him getting after the quarterback um, off of play action. Um, the, the two that I'm thinking of uh, from yesterday, uh, very disciplined player who's, who's, who's in the right spot. Uh, he works his technique. He's got a good little burst to him. Um, he closes ground very quickly, and he's got length. 
Um, that's one of the things. He's stout. He, uh, if, if there was one thing I, I was real, really pleased with um, that we did on defense, and I know Jack and the, you know, and and and, and uh, Scanini, and um, and Ryan preached to our our D line was setting vertical edges, and, and if you watch those guys, how disciplined they all were, trying to keep that run play from getting outside, trying to keep it bottled up. Um, those guys did that, and and Casey was one of the guys that did that. Um, and because of that, you know, he, he got the opportunities and he made the most of them. Take a couple more. Hey, Ron, back to Emmanuel Forbes. Obviously, being a first-round pick, the mental gymnastics he's probably going through mm-hmm. in terms of I'm starting, I'm playing a lot, now I'm not playing a lot. How has he handled this transitional period of, um, you know, not playing? What have you seen from him, from his approach and his attitude? Well, I think he's been great. He really has. You know, he and I had a conversation last week as to what was going on. Just explain to them that you know we feel right now a little time down would help you. Um, good chance to kind of take a step back and watch it, and see how things are done. Uh, see a little different perspective. And and again, he's been really good so far, and I expect him to continue. He's a young pro who's got a lot to learn uh, and a lot of growth to, to to have. But he's got a chance. We really think this young man's got a got a great uh, skill set and can be a good football player. It's just this might take a little bit more time. confidence does it give you going in three and three instead of two and four uh going into week seven well we have a little momentum moses and i think that's one of the biggest things is, and and you know if, if you can maintain the momentum and, and and keep the excitement going um you know and, and energy levels up it, it, the players really feed off of it and, and and one of the things that I, I i said too that is when you watch the tape and really break some of the things down you see just how efficient sam was and and i think that's something we can build on um, because of, of the momentum of when we're efficient, when we're doing things well, um, you know, and, and then on the defensive side, keeping the momentum of, of being able to stop the run. You know, they're going to come in, they have Saquon, and, and we know how special he is as a running back. We've got to be able to contain him, got to be able to contain the quarterback. So a lot of those things that we did uh, on Sunday are things that are going to be reflected in what we're going to need to do this coming Sunday as well. So I think it's, um, it's a good opportunity to, to build on the success we had um, you know, but we also got to be smart and understand, you know, that that you know, even though we went out and did our jobs, we got to pay attention and focus in on and continue to focus in on the details of our job. Do those things better. Um, do the little things better. And, and you know, because we had a lot of mistakes, a lot of little things that can be corrected. And that's the best part about it is those things can be corrected. All right. That is Ron Rivera just meeting with reporters out in uh, Aspirin and via Zoom. That's why some of the uh, questions were uh, a little bit low. But, you know, general gist, no updates, of course. Uh, he's never going to give injury updates on Monday. Never. I know we have to ask, but he's never going. He always gives this. And he's right. I, listen, Mondays, I mean, they are, you know, they're there at four in the morning. They're great in film. They're, you know, starting game preparations for this week, so on and so forth. I mean, so to be fair, he's never going to give any information. though. Never. Um, One thing that I did want to bring up, and I can't believe it's two hours plus into this show, and I have not mentioned Casey Tuhill. I, I mean, I was praising him left and right on Twitter yesterday, but I need to double down because he was just asked. The intentional grounding, to me, that's a sack. He won't get credit for it, but Casey Tuhill should have had three sacks yesterday. An intentional grounding is a sack. It's a loss of yardage and loss of down. Casey Tuhill had that pressure, and he was relentless in it. He chased Desmond Ritter quite a ways, so much so that Desmond Ritter, in getting rid of it, could not get the ball back to the original line of scrimmage, which is why you get the intentional grounding. That's a sack. I wish, just like we were talking about earlier in the show, when there's a turnover on downs, on a fourth down stop, that essentially a defense would get credit for a takeaway, because that's a takeaway. It's a turnover on downs. It's not a takeaway or a turnover. Okay? Casey Tuhill should get credit for not one, not one, not two, but three sacks yesterday. And the third one, or what should be the third sack, came on a third and eight. Third and eight. Now, it was Tuhill stopping Ritter from jumping through a lane, and it was... Not a loss for yards, but because 
Ritter didn't get one yard on it. It's zero or minus. That counts as a sack. So, again, it wasn't the most impressive sack in the world, but it was third and eight if he busts through that lane in which, again, Casey Hill shut down on third and eight. That's huge. That's huge because then it makes the fourth down attempt, which was to come with three minutes left, easier, shorter, opens up more things in the playbook. Instead, that creates a fourth and eight instead of a fourth and two, a fourth and three, a fourth and four, whatever. And then Danny Johnson jumps the route to Kyle Pitts right after that. So give Danny Danny a lot of credit. You heard something about Danny uh, there in terms of earning more playing time. Yes, he he should have gotten more playing time. He was your second best defensive back down the stretch last year. What took them four and a half games to figure it out? I have no idea. No idea. So that sequence right there, plus Hill also had uh, the, the, the other sack that officially counts as a sack. It was like a 13-yard loss. I mean, he was a dog. I love Casey Hill. We had him on the show a couple of weeks ago. Love him. Always have liked him. Always thought he brought a little spice. Now, he's not a guy you could probably run out there 60 snaps a game. Okay? So, that's why he's never been given that role. But, man, does he have some juice and some hunting ability when he's fresh. And that's probably why, you know, again, he plays a limited role. But he can, and he has always done it since the minute he got here. In limited spurts, but Casey Tuhill is good enough to hunt you down and to put some pressure on you. Uh, he's better than, you know, listen, James Smith-Williams has had a nice role, but he's better in that role than, J- than James Smith-Williams. JSW is pretty good at times in terms of the pass rush, but he's more of an all-around player. I think Tuhill is more suited towards that, that edge pass rushing deal. And when Montez got banged up yesterday, boom, he goes right in and gets an immediate sack. All right. Commanders win 24 to 16. You've heard from Jay Gruden. You've heard from Ron Rivera. We have a great dumb dumb of the day. Man, is he stupid. Whew. God. Stupid is as stupid does. That's a half an hour or so away. But I have plenty of time for your phone calls now on this Victory Monday. 301-230-0980. 301-230-0980. How did the Commanders win? Did it bother you that they needed mechanical error times 10 in order to win this game? Is a win a win? Can all of that be true? Or is some part of that not true? What did you think of the offense in the second half? What do you think went wrong? How does Eric Bieniemy fix it? What about Jack Del Rio? You want to fire him still? Or was yesterday good enough? What about Ron and Jack? Have the game passed them by? All of those issues and questions. On the table for you at 301-230-0980 on the Ace Law listener lines. In a rec, Ace Law help you get a check. Call them at 8888-ACE-LAW on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. 
Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Ah, set me free, why don't you pay? On a Motown Victory Monday, 322 and change. Let's get it going. 301 980 What drove you crazy about yesterday? I mean, listen, it's obvious, again, that the offense was not good enough in the second half. This is what I talked about all week. And I got to say this, okay? Okay. I got to say this. The offense is good when it's clicking, and there have been plenty of times that it's been clicking. There have also been plenty of times so far this year where it is dead, where it is really bad. Second half yesterday, a two-play drive. They got one first down. They got 27 yards. And the touchdown after the um, um, after the interception uh, by Kendall Fuller, right? Then five play drive, fifteen yards, punt. Four plays, twenty one yards. They did get one first down, punt. Three plays, minus six yards. That was, I think, the back to back sack drive, punt. Three plays, two yards uh, after they get the ball on downs, punt. Again, that's the second to last drive. And then, of course, the the final series, whatever. There's one play uh, and a kneel down. Uh, And actually, did they run it and then kneel down? I think they ran it and then kneeled down. I, I can't remember exactly. But, I mean, if they don't get the turnover or the takeaway early in the third quarter, They don't score at all. They don't score at all. And that's the Brian Robinson, uh, you know, screen off of, again, the, um, um, the, the, uh, the, the takeaway from Kendall Fuller. And he did a great job. By the way, he jumped Bijan Robinson too. So if you think about it, he jumped the route from Bijan Robinson. Jamin Davis jumped the route from Bijan Robinson. And Cam Curl jumped the route from Bijan. Three of their four takeaways slash turnovers on down all jumped on routes. B- you think they kind of focused on, on shutting down Bijan Robinson? I mean, obviously, they did a good enough job in the run game. We know that. Robinson only had uh, 37 yards, 13 carries. Tyler Ajir had. Yeah, you know, he had the one to the outside there, but he had 13 for 51. And, you know, Ritter had a couple uh, for a total of 18 yards. That makes the numbers, you know, probably even better than they actually were. And Corderell Patterson had one carry, no yard. I mean, clearly the commanders were focused on shutting down the run, smart, of course, making them one-dimensional as much as humanly possible, to where you force Desmond Ritter to throw 47 times. 47 times. And some of that is playing, again, with a lead of 24 to 10 late in the third quarter and for part of the fourth quarter. Of course, they're going to have to throw the ball more. A running team, by design, throwing the ball more. But 47 times. And then once they, again, controlled the run and made them one-dimensional, then what they started doing was saying, okay, we'll give you the middle of the field, which they were giving anyway. Early on in the game, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, I mean, they hit them with a bunch of just sit-down routes in the middle of the zone, right in the middle of the field. Pitch and catch, easy, peasy, lemon squeezy. But then they started jumping everything with Bijan Robinson. Again, think about it. 
Kendall Fuller's interception, Jamin Davis's interception, and Cam Curl's stop on fourth down, which came actually in the first half when Atlanta was still trying to run the football. But think about that. So, look, I know you all hate Jack Del Rio. I got it. I understand. Duly noted. I all I think you all under, a lot of you think the game has passed him by. I think he's made more adjustments than he's getting credit for. They played more man. If you look at the final Jamin Davis interception, what are they doing? They are playing man. He blitzed, not on the Jamin Davis interception, but on the first two interceptions, the Kendall Fuller and Benjamin St. Juice touchdown uh, interceptions. I mean, so he's blitzing a little bit more. We told you last week, coming into the game, he was blitzing about 3% more this year than last year. I'll be interested to see what those numbers are after this game. Playing more five-man fronts. They played a crap ton of snaps in five-man fronts. Jonathan Ridgeway played, I think it was 33 snaps. I mean, listen, I'm not telling you Jack is great or anything like that. Again, the defense still got gashed for 400 yards. And if Atlanta doesn't crap in their pants constantly, they win that game. And they probably win that game, I don't know, 34-24. But they didn't. So from a scheme standpoint, from a tactical standpoint, Jack Del Rio's defense made some adjustments, continue to make some adjustments, and it showed yesterday. It didn't show against Chicago. That we know. But it showed yesterday. Now, again, is that because Atlanta is not, dare I say, Chicago? What? Yeah, Chicago sucks too. I mean, as a matter of fact, I said yesterday, a quarter plus into the game, I said, boy, Minnesota's horrible-ass defense is making Justin Fields look like, well, Justin Fields when he's not playing the Commanders. Because Justin Fields has torn the Commanders to pieces in the two times that he's played them. Justin Fields and the Bears last year in Chicago did what Atlanta did yesterday, only without the miscommunication through the headsets and the play calls and whatnot. But they drove the ball all over the place. And then they would just make a terrible mistake inside the 10-yard line, and boom. And they also had almost 400 yards in that game. See, again, here's the deal. You can allow yards. You can allow yards. What you have to do is take away the big explosives, which if you look at – now, Drake London did have a 32-yarder. But that was the the biggest play they allowed compared to what it's been the last couple of weeks. 32 yards is a drop of the bucket. Take that any day. Take that any day. Right? They allowed a 22-yarder. They allowed a 19-yarder, an 18-yarder, 17. Listen, you're going to allow some plays of 15 to 20 yards in a game. That's going to happen. What you can't allow to happen is the 40-plusers. Because it's just too easy. So they did a good job on third down. They took away and limited big time the explosives. They stuffed the run for the most part. And they took Bijan Robinson out of the game as much as you can possibly take. Jack Del Rio and his staff deserve a lot of credit. They got Casey Tuhild up essentially at three sacks. They played some of that game without Montez Sweat and and a little bit without Deron Payne, who both have hand injuries. Chase Young was not that super effective in my eyes yesterday. <coughs> Excuse me. Chase Young did an Olay tackle right around the 10-yard line, had a neutral zone infraction, missed a sack where he had his hands on Desmond Ritter and his waist, both hips, and he missed it. I mean, he didn't have a bad game. But I didn't think Chase Young was super impactful yesterday. Jack and Steph deserve credit. Sorry, while I gag myself half to death here. Now, let's take a quick timeout, and then we'll get to your final phone calls. I see you, Eddie. You're coming up. Uh, And anybody else that wants to jump in in our final segment, two take calls, 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. 
980 on the Team 980, always laughing free on the Odyssey app. All right, we have Monday Night Football for you here tonight on the Team 980, starting at 7.30 and the Odyssey app. It'll be pregame coverage of the Dallas Cowboys and the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers coming off the bye, getting healthy. They're expected to have uh, Eckler, Bosa, Derwin James back, and potentially more, along with Justin Herbert and a little home field advantage. Meanwhile, over on the fan, it is the Washington Capitals looking for win number one of the year in game number two after being blanked by the Penguins on Friday night in the home and season opener. They host the Calgary Flames. Face off just after seven, again on 1067, the fan and the Odyssey app. Meanwhile, the new AP college basketball poll, the first one is out. And Kansas is number one at the very top, followed by Duke, who received. Uh, 34 less votes for first place than did the Jayhawks. Rock Chalk Jayhawk, baby, as they are atop the opening preseason top 25. And Brock Bowers from college football and number one Georgia is having surgery on his ankle after suffering a high ankle sprain in their win over Vanderbilt. Time on the shelf, unknown at this point. And that's what's trending. Jackson 5 for you on a victory Motown Monday. Good to have you in the house. Last 20 minutes or so of the show, Craig Goffin coming up uh, at 4 o'clock. He'll take you home on this Monday afternoon. Don't forget Cowboys and Chargers coming up tonight. Monday night football in uh, La La Land where I'm sure there'll be 60,000 Cowboy fans and about 1,800 Chargers fans. Something like that. Chargers getting healthy, though. Chargers getting healthy, as we've been mentioning. Uh, looks like um, looks like Bosa's going to play. Um, I think Donald Parham's going to play. I know Eckler's back. I know Derwin James is back. So that's interesting. And I think um, one of their receivers, Josh Palmer, who's questionable, I think he's supposed to play as well. And that's important because, of course, they lost Mike Williams a couple of weeks ago for the season. Uh, so that'll be interesting uh, to see that. Meanwhile, um, did you see this? Kyron Williams, who ran big time yesterday in the second half, he is likely to miss the Rams next game against the Steelers and maybe out for a couple of weeks. A buck, uh, buck fifty-eight in a score yesterday. Again, most of that damage in the second half because Sean McVay refused to run the ball in the first half. Um, we talked to Jay Gruden about that. One hundred and fifty-four of the one hundred and fifty-eight in the second half, and he sprained his ankle. Not considered a long-term injury, but he is expected to be out this Sunday against the Steelers. So that's a tough blow uh, for the Rams. All right, uh, and Jimmy Garoppolo, by the way, Jimmy Handsome. Supposedly, his prognosis is good, but his status is TBD uh, for um, next week. The, Josh McDaniels is saying uh, that they dodged a big bullet. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo has just literally hurt every other snap. I, I just don't understand. I mean, he's such a nice guy. He's a good quarterback. He's handsome as hell. I mean, every lady in the world would like to cozy up, and probably half the men would like to cozy up to Jimmy Handsome. He just literally cannot stay healthy. And this week, the Raiders play the Bears. And guess what? Jimmy Handsome's probably not going to play, and Justin Fields probably not going to play because he's got a sprained thumb on his throwing hand. So you're probably looking at the kid from Shepard, 
who came in yesterday. Shepard's not too far away from here. And Aiden O'Connell for the Raiders. Or I should say Brian Hoyer. Because they went Aiden O'Connell last week. They went Brian Hoyer this week. But, I mean, surprise, Jimmy Hansom hurt again. Just literally cannot stay healthy. All right, let's get to Eddie and Alexandria. He's been waiting on hold for a while. Eddie, thank you for being patient. How are you? How you doing, sir? What's up, man? Well, couple things. Couple things I, uh, from yesterday's game. I'm tired of the man's own defense that don't real play. Yesterday, yeah, this guy was. We were lucky to play against a rookie quarterback that you know, made a lot of mistakes there. But um, our defense, you know, I'm, I'm watching the games like, uh, like you said, you mentioned, I was watching also the game uh, Minnesota. I said, how can this defense so terribly is stopping the Bears? Because at one time the Bears did not reach the end zone. Right. So, and I'm just, I'm comparing, you know, San Francisco, they have a stud in their team, two or three players on defense. They show up every day. Every game they show up big. We have five number ones or however many players right. we have on this defense. Right. And they don't they don't show up. Like always on the first drive, this team just comes it, it up drives me crazy. Yeah, it drives me it, nuts. It, it just drives me nuts to see them teams just go boom boom big big plays, explosive plays. I guess is the well, yesterday that, they didn't. That, al- they, yesterday they didn't allow the explosives, as we were just chronicling. Well, but they they allowed the Falcons to just march down the field with ease on that first drive. A couple of third and longs, well, you know. I call, I call explosive plays when somebody, uh, you know, connects for fifteen, twenty yards. Those are explosive plays because you know sometimes we can't get off the field. I mean, we had him on the first quarter. We had him third and eight, third yeah. and I a, a few times. Right. And they just could not get off the right. field. Right. Well, that, yeah, they yes, that, that first, did happen. First and second. Yeah. First and second, they play well. And then when it comes down to get off the field, they don't. They give up those, what I call explosive plays. And on the offense yesterday, on the third quarter, we were up by 24, whatever it was. And uh, it was like six minutes left on the on the on the game, and we come out throwing the football three straight times, and we get sacked on one of them. We go backwards, and then, you know, we're not helping the young quarterback here. We're not helping him because we put in too much. I mean, we you're leading by almost ten or whatever points was that we were leading by, but we throwing the football. We stopping the clock. We didn't. We went three and out in the sequence that eventually gave them the ball back to almost, you know, come up and tie the game. That's, you know, plays like this, I think coaching sometimes is overrated. If you and I can see this from here, why can they make adjustments? I mean, to, to their credit, yeah, you were saying to the real, to, the, to his credit, yeah, he did make, make some adjustments, but I still would like to see this team come out in the first quarter the first dry, whatever, when they're on defense, to come up and actually stop people. That's it. It would be nice. Thank you, Eddie. Appreciate you. Uh, good call. Uh, listen, here's the thing. Again, nobody's going to be perfect. Offenses are paid to perform, too. We all understood going into the game that the game would probably rest on Desmond Ritter, right, because the commanders were going to try and stop the run. They did. Then it would be, hey, man, Can Desmond Ritter be like what he was last week against Houston? Efficient. And he wasn't for a variety of reasons. And so that's the game plan. That's the adjustment. That's the attack. And listen, if we're going to blow up Jack and say, man, they gave up tons of big plays, explosive plays in Philly, Chicago, what have you. You got to give them credit. For A, stopping the run, B, again, jumping Bijan not once, not twice, but three times in huge spots. Huge spots. Enormous spots. Getting pressure on two of those interceptions by sending extra. Actually catching 
balls that hit them in the hand in the breadbasket. We've got to. We've got to be responsible as a fan base, as a media group, what have you, and say if we're going to kill Jack and Ron by extension, if we're going to do that, then we have to be, I guess, smarter than the average bear and say, man, look at look, look at this. Boom, 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 boom. Even though they gave up 400 yards. Again, giving up yards isn't the death blow if you can get turnovers. Giving up yards, 400, and not getting any turnovers, that's the problem. You can give up yards if you get the takeaways. If you don't get the takeaways, you've got to be in the 300, 325 total yards. Not passing yards, total yards range to have a chance if you're not going to get takeaways. If you're going to get takeaways, you can give up the yards. If you're going to take away the explosives, the big explosives, just to counter Eddie, which we were mentioning, right? I mean, if you give up, a 32-yarder, and that's your biggest pass play, you take that any, you know, take that. Especially compared to what we've seen in recent weeks. You take that. So they took away the explosives. They shut down the run. They were jumping Bijan left and right. And, um, what do you call it? Uh, and they were more aggressive. And we saw a little Khalid Hudson. We saw Casey Tuhill as we broke down earlier this hour. So, again, not fair to call in this week and be like, man, Jack Del Rio sucks. Now, listen, it's one game. Again, they did give up 400 yards. Nobody's saying that it was perfect. But they, again, in the big areas that they had to have it, they did a good job. So let's be fair. Let's be fair. All right, uh, let's get to Bill in Upper Marlboro here before Dum Dum of the Day. And, boy, you're going to love this Dum Dum. Uh, what up, Bill? How are you? Uh, what up, Bill? How are you? Hey, how are you doing today? All right, Bill, what's going on? All right, Bill, what's going on? Hey, look, I just want to um, give my little opinion again. I hear everybody, again, talking about our defensive line, how we have four number one picks, and that they should be doing a lot more than what they're doing. But, I, again – the way I look at it is in college, right, you don't play against the stiff competition game in and game out like you do when you get to the NFL. And the other point I make is, and maybe you agree or disagree, before all the rule changes and everything, a lot of kids that, that came out of college was picked number one couldn't even a lot of times make the teams because the vets stayed on the teams for 10, 15 years. So I, I, I just – it just – Believe me that just because they're number one picks that we expect that they should be totally dominant, you know. Another thing that I look at is when we look at this defense that we run with four down linemen, our, our ends look like they do not cover the strong side of the defense, which means the tight ends get a free run or the tight ends get the block. And sometimes it's, it's like, what? six blocking four, which is it's tough on them. I think they do a good job collectively, but I don't think that um, in the defense that we have, that the linemen, the deep front four, are really going to stand out. And if we ran a 4-3 or 3-3, three, three, whatever, it might be different because then you have a lot more pressure. That's just my point. Which... Oh, I appreciate it. It's, a, it, appreciate it's, not, it. it's <laughs> not a bad point. Thank you, Bill. I got to let you go because I'm hearing feedback. Um, here's the thing. I don't know – I mean, for years and years and years around here, we heard, oh, how, how much better would this defense be in a 4-3, you know, than a 3-4? And that was the crying call. And that's what it was the first year. And then they started experimenting more and more and more and more with the Buffalo Nickel, and then more and more and more with the five-man, you know, they call it Cinco, I call it Bear Front, whatever. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to be happy with anything. Like people say, oh, what you know, what is Chase Young doing out in coverage? He's in coverage, you know, one to two snaps a game. Like at some point, you have to have players that can do more than just get after the quarterback. 
right? At some point. People would say that about Kerrigan all the time. Oh, like, oh, like, why are you having Kerrigan in a rack belt? Because you only have so many guys. And teams are, are matching up with four and five wide receivers or targets. I don't think anybody's ever happy unless you have a dominant defense. You know, unless you have a defense like San Francisco, and again, even though they lost yesterday, they still allowed, what, 19 points? You know? Nobody's calling up KNBR today. Or 95-7 the, uh, the ticket or whatever the hell it is uh, out in San Francisco and going crazy about the, the 49er defense today, even though they lost. They're all worried about Brock Purdy and the system. We'll talk more about that all coming up tomorrow. All right, coming up next, dumb-dumb of the day. You're going to love this guy. Boy, is he an idiot. That's next. All right, wrapping up the show here. I'm trying to book an Amtrak so I don't have to drive to MetLife Stadium. You want to take a guess, Maddie, real quick, how much they want to charge me to go Sunday morning from Union Station, 8 o'clock or so, get there at 11.30 at Newark International train station, then have to still Uber or whatever over or take a train over? I'm uh, going to guess week of it's at least 175 <laughs> It's more than that one way. Well, I was saying one. I was thinking one way. I was thinking round trip. No, not round trip. No, that would be three hundred round trip. That's where I was going. Three fifty. Four hundred and five dollars. Not doing it. No chance. I could probably get a a flight up to Newark for quicker than that. I mean, I got to look at that option. All right. Um. Anyway, if anybody wants to drive me to MetLife Stadium, so I don't have to drive, I'll pay. I'll pay for your gas. I'll give you toll money, whatever you want. If anybody wants to drive their old rooster, I'd take it. As long as you're not a nut job and you're going to, like, drop me off on the side of the New Jersey Turnpike and, and kick me into a, into a grassy knoll and, and brutalize me. Please don't do that. All right. <clears throat> now, time for... What? How we try and end the show? Somebody really special. Somebody did it up really good this week, and we have to celebrate him. It's time for Dum Dum of the Day. Thank you for accusing me of losing my mind. <laughs> well, I did. All right, here's the deal. Every Friday at about three forty-five, we make picks: NFL Super Sunday Six Pack, whatever the hell we call it. Six games against the spread, including the Commanders. Most, most weeks we stink, or we're average. Coming into week six, because we skipped week five because the carnage of last week, we were 9, 12, and 3 against the spread. Picking six games each week, that's 24 games, 9, 12, and 3. And off of a 1, and 4, one, four and 1 week the week before in week four. So we took the week off because the Commanders were so bad. Back at it week six. And we went 6-0, baby! Ravens minus the four and a half over the Titans in London. Cheerio. Commanders plus the two and a half over the Falcons. And a win. Bengals minus the three over the Seahawks. Browns plus the 10 over the 49ers. I wasn't like Jay Gruden and Grant Paulson. Dolphins minus the 14 over the Panthers, who suck. Raiders minus the two and a half over the Patriots. Woo! 6-0! Against the spread, all documented. It's right now on the Odyssey app. Here's the problem. Every week, I take the six picks and I make a six-game parlay. I started to do that at the end of the show on Friday. I started checking the boxes. I was so tired, I fell asleep. No. Yes. No. Really, Kirk? I fell asleep. In studio, I woke up, I went to Capital One Arena, all hockey, did the pregame show, all that stuff, never turned on my computer, took a day uh, on Saturday to just watch college football and not be on my computer, and I forgot to hit send on the six-game parlay, and I lost hundreds of dollars! Yes! (laughs) Man, do I suck. God, 
Am I a dum-dum? Congratulations. You're Chris's dum-dum of the day. Six for six, and I didn't make the bet. I guarantee to you if I had made the bet, I wouldn't have been six for six. I guarantee to you. I cost myself hundreds. I could have gotten to MetLife Stadium and used the money there. And instead, like usual, your boy came up empty. Whew. Man, do I suck. But at least I only cost myself and nobody else. All right, that's going to do it for us. Thanks to Jay Gruden. Thanks to you guys on the phones. Greg Hoffman coming up next. The Hoffman Show, he'll take you through on a Monday afternoon. Back together with you tomorrow afternoon at 1. Scheduled Richard Doc Walker will join us. Thanks to Matty Ice. Have a great Monday. Enjoy Victory Monday on the team. 980 on the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.